0: You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engsted, lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. An all-around, just recognizable person. What you got for me, Isaac Harris?
1: <laughs> well, I'm kind of aladdin out at this point. Um, I just got back from a Broadway play of Aladdin. So I saw the actual movie, not the cartoon, which is amazing. I saw the newer version... Or whatever, the live action, is that what we call it? Yeah, the movie, the one that's in
0: theaters. The one that everyone's seen a thousand commercials for.
1: Yes, saw that a few weeks ago. Uh, My wife absolutely loved it. I thought Will Smith was uh, better than advertised. Um, I liked him when he was not singing, if that makes any, yeah. Um, But I liked him. 20% of the time? (laughs) I liked (laughs) the movie. I thought it was pretty good. Tonight took a church group to see the Broadway play at Fair Park. Pretty good. Uh, the genie saved the whole thing. I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm just not that much into musicals. I'm sorry <laughs> to be a party pooper on that. But uh, it was in the middle of intermission, and it was super funny. I was standing up. I was text- uh, checking my text from Nick and uh, about random stuff, and I was checking my uh, Twitter to see, I don't know, the latest saga Jeez, going on in the who NBA. Who else was
0: going to, what other team was going to break down today?
1: I know. It was just it was wild. And uh, a gentleman walks up the stairs and says, "Are you Isaac from Locked On Mavs?" And uh, so shout out to Logan, and uh, who, uh, who 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 uh, picked me out of a crowd and said uh, and knew that it was uh, me from the podcast and uh, who is a loyal listener. So we chatted a little bit about Mavs, and uh, but it was quick. It was intermission and all that stuff. But it's always fun. If you ever see us somewhere, holler at us. Uh, it's fun to talk to people from the pod, and I love hearing from people who are like, "Hey, this is part of my like daily routine." And yeah. because news slash it's also part of our daily routine. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I never
0: really thought about it like that.
1: I, we all have yes, that in common. <laughs> I was riding back with somebody tonight, and they, I got the classic question. So wait, you do it Monday through Friday? What yeah. do you talk you about just every day? About? And my uh, parents still place. ask me that question. We're,
0: we're almost three years in, and they're like, what do you talk about every day? Like, well, you know. Everything. Isn't basketball over? Like, Oh, my gosh. You have no idea. We have it's more to never. talk about today than we had during the finals.
1: I know. It's crazy. I, we'll reach the end of July, and then it'll die down. The August and September are. After yeah. summer league, we're kind of
0: kind of yeah that's when i told my parents i could come visit them in ohio like, last two weeks of july probably they're like that's when we do a lot of random subjects <laughs> we have good things planned though we're excited yes yes we are so all right on the podcast today like isaac said and like i said and like i said <laughs> yesterday i had to get to all those news stories shout out to the guy that said i was psychic because he was definitely right I had to get to all those news stories yesterday because I knew a whole bunch of new, sto- new news stories were going to pop up today. I did not know that we were going to see the demise of both the Rockets and the Celtics today. <laughs> Two of my least favorite teams of I don't all think, time. I don't, I don't think it's the demise of Boston, though.
1: I know. We'll talk about
0: it. Um, so we will get into those stories, the Rockets and the Celtics, the Al Horford and all that stuff. We'll have that discussion. The Lakers and their ability to possibly create a max slot. We'll talk about that situation. Dwight Powell picked up his player option. Semi-officially. People keep saying officially, but until like we get, you know, an actual news like uh, email from the Mavs, like it actually happens, I'm still not going to believe anybody. And then also just a whole bunch of others. Oh, Harrison Barnes declined his player option, 25.1 million. million, Isaac, could you turn it down?
1: Woof. Mm, no. I couldn't. So,
0: we'll get into that. Uh, let's uh let's just start right away. Where do we want to start? The Knicks are hosting a last-minute workout with Darius Garland, Uh, and apparently they've been trying to trade their pick, and now all of a sudden they're like, hey, we might take Darius Garland. Any of you teams want Darius Garland? I know we already have Dennis Smith Jr. and Frank Nilakina and Manuel Moutier, and we're probably going to trade for Chris Paul, but guys, we're going to take Darius Garland. (laughs) They're absolutely not taking Darius Garland. There's no way.
1: No, I don't think they do either. I I do think, yeah, and not because of those
0: point guards either. I just want to say that. that was a
1: joke. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a classic. Yeah, just trying to get somebody to see what they could give up for the third pick. I do. I, I honestly do think there is a lot of hype around Darius Garland right now and yeah. what he could be. And Gavoni said today that if
0: he had a full season, he thinks this would be considered a four-player draft.
1: Yeah, and, and that. I think it was Gavoni that said I'm like a little bit into Woj's pod with him. In I, which, I don't
0: really know the difference between Gavoni and Sch, and Schmitz. Like,
1: oh dang it, no, I'm. It was Schmitz. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was Schmitz that said you know that there's some scouts out there that still have that have Garland over John Morant. And uh, wow, yeah. So, but anyway, yeah. I I don't think they're going. I don't think they're taking him at all. It does. I think you do have to ask the question though of if if the Knicks are going to strike out on all the big names, yeah, I mean, it shouldn't matter at that point. It should just be best talent, which I guess you'd still go with R.J. Barrett. But, I mean, if they took Darius Garland over Barrett, I think it would surprise a lot of people. But it wouldn't be a shocker before if they don't think they're getting Kyrie or like Kimba or something like that.
0: And if the Pelicans are stuck with the fourth pick, they can't trade it to anybody. Actually, they'd probably be able to trade it at that point if if R.J. Barrett fell to four, but... They have to, to pair RJ and Ingram. RJ said like, he's gotta with, be freaking with kidding. Zion me. Again. Like, oh, <laughs> the three Duke guys all back together. Yes. Um So yeah, that situation I thought was kind of funny today. Also, the Rocket story, uh the Vincent Goodwill story on, on Yahoo came out today, and I mean I, me I, don't, I don't know if I have seen more media people quote tweet an article than this one. I mean It was all over the place. I think every single media person I follow quote tweeted this article and said something about it. Uh, Talking about how the rocket situation with Chris Paul and James Harden was unsalvageable. The relationship was unsalvageable and how they hadn't talked to each other for two months during the season and how they had these huge differences on the offensive end and all this stuff and how Chris Paul said he wants to be traded and James Harden went to the front office and said, it's him or me. (laughs) Oh, okay. I gotta make that decision now. Oh, man. So that came out. And then before that came out, Daryl Morey was on Dan Patrick's show in the morning and said that, that Chris Paul and James Harden are the only players on the Rockets that he's not accepting trade calls for, that everybody else is available except for Chris Paul and James Harden. Those are the
1: only two. You stop it, Dan. then
0: nothing Morey. was gonna happen. And then Daryl Morey. You trade
1: Chris Paul in a heartbeat if you got some decent <laughs> stuff.
0: That's what he said. He's got to, he's got to stick up for his guy. And then Daryl Morey apparently talked to Zach Lowe. And uh, this is Zach Lowe's tweet. I found it hilarious. This is just the way Zach Lowe talks. Just spoke to Daryl Morey. He reiterated that there has been no trade demand from Chris Paul. Quote, tweet that. I said it. Print it. Tweet it. Twice. <laughs> Daryl Morey said to Zach Lowe, <laughs> say it. So it's not an unnamed source. It's straight from Daryl Morey himself. So. Who knows what to believe from that? I mean, that's two different sides of the source. Uh, I don't know how much you want to believe Daryl Morey about it. Uh, apparently, the, the situation with Mike D'Antoni is kind of weird, too. There's been that whole story about it, about how they didn't offer him a contract extension. They were working on one, and they stopped, and now he's kind of going to be in a lame duck situation where the, he's now going to be a free agent at the end of this year, and his his agent is Warren Legary, and he's like, no, we want an extension, and they're like... And, and, and then Mike D'Antoni's you know, like, no, it's okay. I'll go through the season without one. And then Daryl Mori on Dan Patrick this morning said that he's just going to go through the season. And I'll work out it, work
1: it out at the end. So, what's their but, owners? What's their owner's last name? Tilman Fertitta. Yeah, it sounds like a Pokemon. His last name. <laughs> it sounds like a like a it's like a water like a, like a pastry, oh. right? A, fr- <laughs> a frittata. It's gonna get two uh, frittatas and. <laughs> No, he seems like uh, he seems way out there. By the way, (laughs) well, okay, this always happens. This
0: always happens with new ownership. They come in. Okay, have you ever watched Parks and Rec? It is Uh, no, I don't do comedy TV shows. I know you haven't. I'm asking. It's a rhetorical question.
1: Oh, uh, everybody's responding right now as you're in the car. If you've ever watched Parks
0: and Rec, there is a scene where where uh, Chris Traeger, who's played by Rob Lowe, comes in and he is the new city manager and he comes in and he tries to change all these things and so it's the meme where where ron swanson is sitting in the middle of the office and he has the circle desk and the lady's trying to chase him around trying to get his attention and he's swiveling his chair all the way around and she can't like catch up to his face because he's swiveling around and she's like sir 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 are you listening to me she keeps like going all the way around that's that's well and 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 all these different changes are happening throughout the department uh, the office manager gets, like, this crazy, like, three-dimensional keyboard that she, like, can't figure out. And the office manager comes to – Donna comes to Ron and is, like, I can't deal with all these changes. You know, all these things that he's trying to do. And he's, like, this always happens with new city managers. They come in. They want to do things their own way. They want to shake it up. They want to do their own stuff. It'll it'll pass, and eventually all of it will go back to normal. That's what I feel like with all new owners. They come in. They're, like, hey, I want to do all this stuff. I want to change all the." I mean, remember Cuban? Like <laughs> – want to yeah. come in and do all these different things. And Cuban then, and Bomber seems smart, though. Eventually, well, I think it's just in the way you implement it. If you come in and try to just shake all these things up, you know, there's certain things you can shake up that need to and certain things that don't. I don't remember all the specifics about Cuban, but I'm sure people on here remember that, yeah. that actually lived in Dallas at the time. But, yeah, I think that's just the, the way it is with new owners, I feel like. The Houston story today, Prokhorov. Remember Prokhorov? <laughs>
1: oh gosh Bopping that got bounced sh- quick <laughs>
0: he shook all of it up and then he was like uh now nah, i'm good i'm just gonna go like <laughs> hang glide lie. off of a shark or something
1: <laughs> uh the houston story of david goodwill was super fun i think there's a world in which both of the this the original story and the counter story is both true at the same time I yeah think they could have made up you know um i don't know about the making up part I think there, there is there is a way for how, how all of that ended that it seems like there is a lot that played in between Chris Paul, you know, going super quick to the podium after, James Harden knowing, you know, saying, hey, we know exactly what we need to do, um, there, Chris Paul's history with teammates, I mean, welcome James Harden to the uh, exclusive club of ex-teammates who don't like Chris Paul, <laughs> and... I do. I think there's a world in which all that could be true, but there might not have been an official like Chris Paul going to the front office and saying, I'm done. I'm out because I think I I I do think deep down Chris Paul knows that if he does go and request a trade, if they can trade him, it's probably going to be to a team that sucks in a city that he doesn't want to go to. He's not gonna have any power of where he would go at that point. So I don't think you're gonna find a, a really good team that's begging to get Chris Paul right now. So I don't. Yeah, I I mean it's funny I, as a Mavs fan, you just set back, you know the pop eating popcorn gif. You're just like <laughs> love it. it it it's awesome. Uh, but I don't blame James Harden. I mean I don't, I'm not a, who I mean. Well, we also who likes have Chris Paul?
0: we also have now two disgruntled teammates of James Harden now in Dwight Howard and in Chris Paul. So. Who knows what to take from that? I mean, okay,
1: well these two guys feel like yeah. they've been disgruntled <laughs> multiple places. Yeah, it's Chris
0: Paul and Dwight Howard. So is it whose fault is it? Is it, is it James Harden's fault? Or is it Chris Paul's fault?
1: It is super funny that I just put up the fake trade that a, a, a fake trade with Chris Paul going to Indy today, and it caught hold of some in, Indy fans, like Pacers fans, oh. and uh man, oh, some. Man. Yeah, what's well, just funny? Any fan base that you want, to, or any team that you want to connect Chris Paul to, even for free, I mean, fans are going to hate it, which I get because I don't want Chris Paul either. Stop tweeting me about the Mavericks trying to get Chris
0: Paul, Isaac. Isaac, but do you know that you can trade Tim Hardaway Jr. and and Courtney Lee
1: straight up for Chris Paul? We've gotten DMs about this. We got people tweeting us about this. <laughs> no, I, I, not I even do. with Clint Capella. <laughs> no. Both the guys for Chris Paul and Clint Capella. There's just very few guys that I'm really, uh, I don't know. That would be, there, there are guys that I don't want to be Mavericks that I'm that i sitting there saying, man, I could think I could do a 180 on and I could, you know. What if you got I, I P.J. Could, Tucker? I could really, I love P.J. Tucker. I know, what if you got all three of them? What if you got, they're no, like, all right, we'll give you Clint boring.
0: Capella, P.J. Tucker, and you have to take Chris Paul for mm, Tim Hardaway Jr., yeah. Courtney Lee. <laughs>
1: That's a lot, I don't know I just it would be hard for me to sell people on this podcast the idea of Chris Paul I'm just he's one of the very select few people in the league that I'm just I wouldn't be a fan of bringing in Carlisle could figure him out, ooh, just like Rondo
0: Rondo is different than Chris Paul is he? I don't know how, but he is different
1: yeah I mean because he doesn't have a famous wife and he's a little taller
0: Rondo at least won a championship. <laughs>
1: Um, By the no, way, I,
0: when we're talking about the, the Chris Paul versus James Harden, effectiveness of offense, James Harden all the way. James Harden has been to two Western Conference Finals now. Uh, Chris Paul, how many Western Conference Finals have you been to? Oh, just the one? Oh, and it was just with James Harden as the best player? Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> Where'd you take all those Clippers teams? Yeah, that's what I thought.
1: I do think – I joked about this yesterday on the pod, but, like, if they – The whole notion of hey they they would never trade Chris Paul because you couldn't get because they want to win now and whatever you get back for Chris Paul if somebody takes him is not going to help you win now it's going to give you a less lesser chance of winning now I think if you can give if you can just give him away there's a pathway in which you give him away and then you just got to dump somebody else whether it's PJ Tucker or Eric Gordon or something which you could and then you have enough money to sign a free agent like Jimmy Butler. So then that's when you could turn around and roll out. Would you rather have Chris Paul and I don't know. No, would you rather have Neither. Chris, <laughs> would, yeah, would you rather have Chris Paul and insert, you know. Would you have would you rather have Chris Paul and Eric Gordon or Jimmy Butler?
0: Wait, Chris Paul or Jimmy Butler?
1: No, Chris Paul and Eric Gordon or Chris Paul and PJ Tucker no. or Jimmy Butler. No,
0: anything with Chris Paul I'm out.
1: Yeah, so like that's a I, I think it would be you'd there's have just, to view it. There's more that problems
0: topic. than cap to that too.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So anyway, I, I don't like the Rockets so cool. We're
0: out and who knows what's gonna happen, but we can just laugh at the uh even the question of, of Rockets dysfunction. I, I think that Warriors loss in game six really just like
1: beat them down.
0: I mean that that yeah. has to be a terrible loss. Oh
1: yeah, they'll remember that forever. And I'll say this, I tweeted this out the other day. Man, what about, and this is a longer conversation, so I don't want to go on this route too much. But the 23 and under talent in the Southwest division of the Western Conference, huge when you look at the future. Especially if because you leave Jalen Brunson out of it. I didn't mean to leave Brunson out <laughs> of that tweet. <laughs> I've, for some reason, I picture. I just thought Brunson was older, <laughs> but like, yeah, in Dallas you have Luca, Porzingis, Brunson. You have in New Orleans Zion, all the Lakers stuff, and draft picks and everything. you're Even you fourth get. pick Garland, or twenty, whoever. all twenty three and under with all those guys. You even look at like San Antonio, Dejounte Murray. Um, Is Derek I feel White? like White? I feel like he's uh, He could be. He's right out the line. But, like, John T. Murray. then you look at Memphis, John Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr. Like, that's a ton of talent in our division. Do we
0: know if Jaron yeah. Jackson Jr. got let into the hotel today?
1: I saw somebody Did say something that? about that tweet.
0: He tweeted a picture of himself waiting in a hotel lobby because you have to be 21 to be able to check into a hotel, <laughs> and he couldn't.
1: That's hilarious. That's
0: pretty funny. <laughs> Millionaire can't even check into his own hotel.
1: Anyway, uh Houston's like the only team, well, OKC, okay, but you know, they just don't have I mean it just shows you that their windows now. They don't really have any younger guys in their pipeline right now. that's coming up behind Harden and which I mean you have James Harden, so it's not a yeah. complaint, but anyway. What's our next subject? And by the by the time that he
0: gets old, that's when Luka's going to be entering his prime, so it's coming. True. It's coming. All right, let's take a quick break and when we come back, let's discuss Harrison Barnes. Bird backs Bird Box Barnes, bring him back.
1: We y'all. What happened? What happened? Stop. We have
0: to put a break in here. All right. <laughs> All right, Isaac. Let's talk about Harrison Barnes.
1: Don't ask me any hard questions. The Nate.
0: Sacramento King, Harrison Barnes, declined his $25.1 million player option. Is this all just a coup for the Mavericks to get Harrison Barnes back?
1: <laughs> Bring back Bird Box Barnes. I was kind of surprised that he turned it down. I think it's more of a controlling his future type of thing because uh, no matter how much he likes Sacramento, the 25 number, yeah, it's, that was going to be a good number for him. But you know, he immediately becomes an expiring contract at that point. And if Sacramento, if they view themselves as a team that can't lure a free agent to come to them, you know, they have some young pieces that would be a massive expiring contract in Barnes in which, you know, he could be a big trade chip for him at that point. So uh, whether he, but it is different, bec- I know we're going to talk Horford in a bit, but it is different between somebody like Horford because Horford, Years and guaranteed money would mean more to him because Horford is, you know, 32 years old. Barnes isn't 32, so I don't know if it's about the hey, I gotta get my guaranteed, you know, years and money right now because he's still young enough. You know, he's still gonna get, you know, money (laughs) in his future. So and he's got that
0: that wing three and D thing that we've talked about over
1: and over and over again. It's like
0: okay, you need to play. Everybody needs players like that, and he's just gonna be available. (laughs)
1: Yeah, and I mean, everybody knows what a great guy he is. He's super respected across the league. So... I mean, you never know. I mean, not everybody's going to get the guys that they want. So there's a ton of money out there this summer. I tweeted out today. I'm like, hey, what's one guy that's going to like? There's going to be like a couple of guys, the Mozgovs of the world. You know, the, a couple of guys that's going to get crazy number that we're all going to be like, whoa, Patrick going to get like twenty million, and we're like, yeah, oh, like my gosh. what the crap? And uh, but like Harrison Barnes in Utah, I would like that. <laughs> you know, and, like there's teams like Utah, Indiana, you know, I'm, I'm just throwing teams out there that might not get a D'Angelo Russell or might not get Tobias Harris. Like Harrison Barnes will probably could be the Tobias Harris, like backup plan for some teams, you know, yeah. to where they could, you know, he could very well get a you know four year. If Harrison got a four year, a hundred million dollar deal, I mean, you wouldn't be shocked, right?
0: No, he's just, that's just recouping the money that he was going to get
1: but guaranteed long, yeah. t- you know,
0: I also wonder how much of this, and I don't think this gets talked about a lot because we've seen these guys start taking these one and ones, these one year deals with the player option. I wonder how much a Harrison Barnes or other guys, like maybe even a Jimmy Butler start looking at these injuries like Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant. And are like, man, that can happen to anybody like that. You can just get into I'm doing, I'm working on a draft bust video right now. And some of these guys, They came into the league, they had all this promise, and then they just get one knee injury and they're just completely out. And, you know, I know that guys can come back from anything. We've seen even Achilles injuries and ACLs, you know, are getting easier to come back from and everything. But you just wonder how much that just scares guys. And they're like, let's just get the guaranteed money now. Like, let's let's sign the $100 million deal and, you know, not mess around with it at all. (laughs) You know, just get the money when you can because you never know. It could get taken away from you at any point.
1: Denver, yeah, Denver's another team that I, I would like Harrison Barnes on. Like these are, I could see teams like Denver, Utah, some of these teams that could have this cap. That, but I think Harrison would want to win. So, wow, yeah. shots. We're KD, <laughs> uh, no, Isaac, for as much money that's out there this summer. I, I, I don't think it, a lot of people hammered that today. I seen or like, man, bad move by Barnes and stuff. Uh, don't be surprised if he, he gets a nice payday. I think we're going to be surprised at some
0: of these deals. It's not going to be like 2016 where Dwight Powell's getting all that money and <laughs> out of nowhere, and, you know, uh, Evan Turner, Myers Leonard, and like all these random deals are getting done. But I think that the, the guys, the role players that are, you know, the high end role players that we keep talking about, your Danny Greens, your Patrick Beverly, yeah. those guys are going to get some money, and you're like, what the heck? How'd that guy
1: get? You know, you're gonna see million or whatever. Yeah, you're gonna see Bogdanovich get like 22 a year. Yeah, and it's I mean he's a nice player, but he's more like 15, 15, to 18. You're gonna see Brogdon. I mean, get close to dang maxed out or something, and Milwaukee's gonna have to bring him back, you know, and all that. So. We're not even two weeks from.
0: I mean, we're like two weeks from free agency, and Patrick Beverly's already setting up. He's already limiting his offers to five teams. Yeah, <laughs> you know, think about that way. Where he is, you know, he has to turn guys away. When he was a guy that was out there and available for pretty much anybody, <laughs> yep. A couple years ago, so the Harrison Barnes thing is interesting. I'm I'm joking about him bringing back. He's not coming back. He's he's probably just going to re up in Sacramento. They have a bunch of. They have the second most money out there, by the way. They have a yeah. ton of money. So they're probably just going to re up. Maybe they get Vooch. That'd be interesting.
1: Yeah, they suddenly have a, a decent amount of money right now. I mean, more, I mean, obviously more than what they had before with him opting out. So they very – yeah, if – I don't know how much he liked it in Sacramento and just the how he finished up the year there. But, yeah, they could very well be working on a long-term deal there.
0: Yeah, they have $62 million in cash. Dang. It's a lot. So they can go out yeah. and do some stuff. All right, let's get into the Celtics thing. So we know Kyrie. We know the situation with Kyrie. By the way, Shams came out and just reported that he intends to sign with the Nets. So – we're just skipping all the tampering stuff. Just all of a sudden, you know that he's just assuming that the Nets won him. I guess I don't know how he. I, know, we, I don't know how he knows that.
1: Yes, he's just the he, Kyrie wants to play with the Nets. We don't know if the Nets won him, so
0: yeah, we have no idea. So uh, he, but he came out and said that, which was the first time someone actually put two and two together in an actual report and said, "Hey, this is this is this." Mm. Al Horford also today opted out of his player option with the Celtics. Per a source close to Horford, his side is no longer discussing a new three-year deal deal to stay with the Celtics. He is expected to sign a four-year free agent contract elsewhere. And Not uh, Mark who. Stein came in and said that it's going to be a four-year, a uh, hundred million-dollar deal somewhere else.
1: So the yeah, question: Mark, uh-
0: Do they come? Does he come to Dallas? Would you take him in Dallas? Four years, hundred million.
1: Yeah, so that Mark Stein tweet just came in. You know, we're recording super late on on Tuesday night. That tweet just came in a little bit ago uh, that Mark Stein's tweet is belief making the front office rounds tonight that Al-, Al Horford already knows there's a four-year contract worth in excess of $100 million out there. And I'm not going to lie, the, the Al Horford stuff surprised me when I first saw it. Yeah, because when he opted out, I, th- I mean, just with the reports and everything, you're like, oh, OK, this is just going to be a longer term deal, you know, with, you know, a three year 60, whatever, four for 80, you know, 20 million a year, something like that, like longer guaranteed money, all that stuff. But when that when it came out and said, you know, it's broken down, looks like he might leave or they're prepping. I think it might have been Shams or somebody said they're prepping, to leave, you know, for the, both of them the to leave
0: scenario of them leave, both leaving. <laughs>
1: I tweeted this out. I know this is like super dangerous for Danny Ainge. Love this. What? Your scenario. (laughs) What if Danny Ainge is like, man, I really want some cap space. I really want to go get somebody. Hey, Al, won't you opt out? And then we'll get like, we'll lower your like pay for next year, but we'll give you a long term deal, guaranteed money. But just opt out first and then we'll make that happen. So then Al opts out and then Danny's like, gotcha nope see ya uh, we're only gonna give you like two years and instead okay you might walk okay cool you're 32 so then we can actually have 30 million cat space to go sign somebody else. that's probably not what happened because after what he
0: did to Isaiah Thomas I wouldn't put him put anything past him
1: yeah very true very true uh, but going back to your original question we have talked about this uh, a little bit before on this pod. We're both big Al Horford fans. If Al Horford is willing to come to Dallas, sign me up any day. I get the age stuff. He's thirty-two years old. Uh, He did look like he took a little bit step, you know, step slower than uh, normal. Uh, But then he ramped up when it came playoff time. And something you you got to remember when it comes like team building, and when you have your two stars, you have your two guys in Porzingis and Luca. They're both 23 and under guys. Like they're both super young. You have to have guys around them that are vets Glue. and that are good. Glue guys. Glue guys, but like good vets. I'm not like I get we love Devin Harris, but Devin Harris isn't going to play a ton on this team. You can't roll out a bunch of teenagers in your starting five and say, "Hey, let's go be good." Okay, we have cool vets that are on the bench that never play or log 10 minutes a game, and those are our vet guys. No, you got to have guys In between, you got to have your Patrick Beverley's. You have to have Al Horford types. you got to have guys that are ingrained with them that are vets and are actually good and are going to play a big role on the team, too. So, and I just, I absolutely love his fit with Porzingis. What Al Horford could do. Oh, yeah, his passing. uh, He can shoot from three. Shot 36% from three last year. 42% from three the year before. Um, He is... Al Horford's the prototypical guy. Of if you just look at the stat sheet, you're like, "How is this guy making thirty million dollars a year?" But if you watch the games and you watch basketball and everything, you're like, "All right, I get it. This dude's freaking amazing." So, I would love, I would love his leadership role in Dallas. I would love his fit in Dallas. Um, I think he would take this team to a whole different, you know, like level, just a next step up. Uh, so, if yeah, if you're saying, I mean. Obviously, I'd love for to make it like three years, four years is tough because you are looking at him being 36 years old, yeah. but, but he, even then, but even then at 30, 36 years old, it's, I don't, I don't want to say just, but it's just 25 million. You know, like there's people that's going to be making 44 million in the league. Okay. The cap's going to so, keep going up. Yeah. So like 25, isn't the worst in the world. the <laughs> Like John Wall, Chris Paul, and some of these guys, they're going to be making like 40, Russell Westbrook, 44, 46 million. There's going to be a numerous guys in the $30 million a year. I mean, Al Horford just turned down a player option for 30. So if Al Horford's your worst contract at 25 million a year, I feel like I'm in a decent spot. And there's a chance you could front load that too. Yes,
0: yes, for sure. If you want to start at like 30 million and then go, you know, the declining scale. We've seen even like Aaron Gordon sign a deal like that. I mean, yeah, it's definitely possible. Uh the other thing is I think Al Horford's Al Horford's game is going to age pretty well. Mm. You know, like he's a really good passer. Like you said, he can shoot. He's uh, you know, a really smart defender. He can just do a lot of those things that, that are just gonna age really well and help a team, you know, going forward in the future. He the glue guy that just fits between Porzingis and Luca. Like that Let's take a quick break, and I to talk about that dynamic between Porzingis and Luca and why Al Horford would be such a great fit. So let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll discuss that and freak out over it. Alright, Isaac. So I've been thinking a lot about Luca and Porzingis because I think in a perfect world, Luca is like your three. He's gonna play point, obviously. He's gonna, you know, he's gonna bring the ball up. He's gonna do those things functionally, but he's gonna play like your three. Porzingis apparently they want him as a four. They like him as a four. So now with the ability to play the five, yeah. right? Yeah, it's just, it can be either or. So you need somebody. I feel like you've they've always needed somebody between them, somebody that that fits their games together, both defensively and offensively. And I feel like Al Horford's that perfect guy, where where defensively he can step out and guard some people on the perimeter. He can you know help defend when he needs to on bigger guys when Porzingis is taking some bigger guys. You know, Al Horford can defend somebody one on one. Porzingis can be that help defender coming off. There's he's a guy that you can trust to do that. And then on offense, you're gonna need a guy that you can you know throw to the high post and he can pass out to Luca, pass out to Porzingis when they're when they're available and also be able to spread the floor and give space for Porzingis and Luca to try and, and make stuff. He's just he fits so well between those guys. There's just not many players like that. You, you try to start thinking of, okay, which which player would I want? To play in the front court with those two guys, because you can think of all kinds of different guards that would fit well with them, but not any front court players.
1: Yeah, you said the word. You said the word trust, and I think that's the biggest thing. Like you would, you could trust him to make the right play. You could trust him to be in the right spot on offense and defense. You can trust him to be a leader on the team. I think he would be a, a. This is just off the top of my head, so kill me for this analogy, but I think he could be your like Ford. Um, veteran version of what Jason Kidd was for the championship maps. Like just like you're trusting him. Uh, he's not going to blow you away with like the crazy athleticism. He's not, but you are going to trust him to be one of those core pieces and be one of those, like just leaders of the team. Like that's, that's honestly what I think that we're like JJ is I guess, you know, the leader right now, you know, <laughs> yeah. we'd, we'd, and, and we love JJ. Like it's not a shot at him at all, but yeah. Like with Dirk gone, with Harrison gone now, it you know you give it to Luca and KP, but they're both super young. You just and Al Horford's so respected around the league; like everybody loves Al Horford. So it's not even a question for me if Al Horford is willing to come to Dallas. I think you sign, sign him up any day.
0: And let now let's talk about this this kind of debate that I saw Kirk was having, and then I kind of joined in on and and uh, tweeted a typo in my tweet. I've, get very frustrated when i do that but Julius Randle versus Al Horford i feel like are two totally different directions and mm-hmm. some people feel like they're the same player <laughs> they look like oh Julius Randle shot 34% from Ooh, 3 no. and and he can you know defend in space and he can do some of these things and the trust factor is what you have with Al Horford that you wouldn't have with Julius Randle even though he's younger and it would be nice to be like oh yeah we have this you know the young lineup you need some functional players that are going to do things that you know you need this team this this team to do. You need a guy that's going to be able to to competently defend people. And I don't know if Julius Randle really does that. I think he can eventually defend in space and help, you know, help defend one-on-one, but he didn't do that well last year and I have my concerns about him. I don't, I don't have as many concerns for Al Horford as I have for Julius Randle. Let's put it that way. On, on offense, Julius Randle can be a black hole and and Al Horford's the opposite of that.
1: I think that where I would stand on that would be how much money you're getting Julius Randle for and what that would allow you to do with the other free agent signings. So, for instance, if you mean if it's just Al Horford at 25 and then you just have five million left over to do whatever and just sign a couple like cheap guys or if it's mean you're getting Julius Randle for 12, and then you can go get Beverly for like 12, and then you can get another guy for like 6 or 7. So if you're asking me would I rather have Randle, Patrick Beverly, and like a Danny Green or just Al Horford, I I would probably lean towards the Randle, Beverly, Danny Green route, but I love Al Horford. But if we're talking just players, Al Horford any day of the week over Julius Randle. Yeah, in my this opinion, this is so, a
0: question the the quandary that teams are in now, especially the Lakers and especially the Mavs. I mean, the Lakers and Mavs are in very similar situations on different planes, right? On like, different levels. Yeah,
1: and yeah. it's all about if you're if those guys are locked in because you never yeah. know, like. If Al Horford calls you, you know, if you know at 12 01, Al Horford's willing to sign the deal, but you know, B- Patrick Beverley, you don't know. He's going to meet with all these teams. He's really on the fence, all this stuff. You can't risk that. You just take Al Horford and be done with it. Uh, but yeah. if like those other guys, so like, I'll... Randall's a better rebounder like that. I get the knock on, yes, hey, you yeah. guys, you know, Isaac, you've been harping for a rebounder alongside KB. I get that. And because Horford, you know, he averaged what, six rebounds a game last year. So. <laughs> You know he's not the like the banger down low and that would eliminate the bullpen type of approach to the center position because Al Horford would be your guy and then you'd bring Dwight off the bench uh, kind of so well, like you can
0: play Al Horford at four too that's the thing
1: yeah 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 and you could play him with Maxi or Dwight and all that yes, stuff absolutely um for sure so I get that but rebounding is about the only thing that I mean, yeah. Rebounding rebounds about the only th- are the only
0: things that you're concerned about.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I was thinking of something I would give Randall the nod over Horford and I would just say, oh, you yeah, know, just rebounding. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. And he, you know, he's younger and stuff, but uh, yeah, I think Randall's the longer term approach to where you're like, Oh, I like, you know, he's younger. You see what it- Horford, I think Horford puts you in the playoff picture right now.
0: Yes. I agree with that. And puts you at least so. if not in the playoffs because we talked about the other day how hard it's going to be to make the playoffs. He puts you on that path. Yeah. And gives you that experience and it helps players learn how to play the game the right way. Whereas Julius yeah. Randle's coming in and wanting to play his game and get his contract, you know, do that kind of stuff. No knock on him, but that's just he's that's the state of his career that he's in right now
1: especially with how you could structure Horford's deal, especially you can convince him, for instance, if it is a four-year $100 million deal, $100 million deal, could you convince him say, hey, take 20 the first year, and then we'll make up that five or the next, and then it's like 20, but then it's like 27, 27, 25, or something like that to where it would give you yeah, you know, if you could bring Al Horford in at that twenty million mark next season, and then you have extra ten to go spend on somebody else, whether it's the Danny Green route or the Patrick Beverly or something like that. Like, if there's a world you could walk out with Pat Beverly and Al Horford. Oh my gosh, yeah. let's go down Victory Avenue right now. Uh, so that's the. I think if you could figure that out and still have some. Because that's the Al Horford thing. He's not going to take up all your money. Probably it's not going to be thirty-two million dollars, you know, in, in year one to where you don't have anything to work with the cap space. You're probably going to get Horford and then you know maybe another guy or something. So,
0: and then after that they <sighs> just have the, they have the taxpayer option, right? 2 wouldn't they have the the taxpayer mid level?
1: Probably, but I don't. Yeah, I don't want to talk on that. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of different things like that. So it's not just
0: they would only yeah. get two players. You'd be you'd be able to probably get third somehow in that way too. Um,
1: yeah, a third. like can we just,
0: middle tier kind of guy?
1: Can we just say the Boston thing real quick? I get it's oh, fun yeah. to jump on the Danny Ainge stuff. It's fun, but let's just say they did lose Kyrie and Horford. They're not in the worst boat in the world. Okay, you still have Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Marcus Smart. You have three first round draft picks this year that if you want to, you could you could pack them together, move up and get a solid another guy. You still have the Memphis pick coming in. You still have Gordon Hayward that hey, I mean Showed flashes last year. Showed flashes should be back to normal next year. You hope so. You have cap space, you have thirty million cap space right now. For the most part, I mean you could get the thirty million if you know Horford walks. So it's not like they're losing these guys and it's just rock bottom. They have a star, like a potential star in Tatum. Jalen Brown's all like they have all of these. Like, their rebuild would would be perfectly fine. So, I, yeah, I don't. It's, it feels yeah. more like a drop, a drastic drop, because
0: the way Celtics fans have been talking for years about for, how yeah, for, all the assets that, that Danny Age had accumulated and how Danny Age was this genius and how Danny Age just never lost a deal. And I mean, Shows like the jump, where Rachel Nichols is always like, "Don't trade with Danny Ainge because he wins every single deal." He's won. like, "They're they're all and Bill Simmons obviously are part of and Chris Mannix for sure is part of this." There's a Celtics Thanks. exceptionalism, exceptionalism too, where they're like, "Danny Ainge is the smartest guy in the room always, and he wins every deal and all the stuff, and he's gonna." They have the best package for why would the why would the Pelicans even listen to the Lakers? They need to wait till the summer to get the the Celtics deal. That's the best deal possible, and all this stuff. Has now built up the Celtics to become this next dynasty, where they're going to get Kyrie and Anthony Davis, and they had Gordon Hayward, and they're going to put this all together, and Al Horford, and they're going to put it all together, and now they're just going to be this juggernaut in the East. And so, to go from that to now back to a rebuild feels like this massive drop. But in the NBA, it changes so fast. We we just it does. we literally just saw it the opposite way with the Mavericks, right? Like two years ago when we started this podcast, we had. Nobody. We didn't even have Dennis. It was it was Aging Dirk. It was Harrison Barnes. It was Wes Matthews. It was Yogi Farrell. <laughs> you know, it was it was JJ Berea. It was Pierre Dwight, Jackson. Dwight Powell. Yeah, Pierre Jackson, uh Quinn Cook, Ben Bentil, you know, Jonathan Kyle, Jonathan Gibson. Kyle Collinsworth shouts. Jared Utoff, R. I. P. Kyle Collinsworth for like two years in a row. Um and then all of a sudden, two years later, we have Luca and Porzingis. You know, it just it flips so often in, in, with max cap space with max cap space and so it just it goes back and forth and it's just so fluid you just never know with all the player movement which is awesome i love all the player movement and i i think it is helping that players are getting to choose where they want to go more often but yeah. there's
1: also a weird world in which bob i texted nick today just kind of halfway joking about it but let's just say they lose horford then they have their like big time money. What if they got D'Angelo Russell? Yeah. And now all of a sudden you have this like super young core of Tatum, Brown, and Russell with the draft picks. And Martin Russell is the is a great backcourt. Yeah, with the draft picks, with the Memphis pick coming in, that you could still I mean, you almost <laughs> Yeah. You you delayed you delayed your contention a little bit, but you have a potential super special super young core in that. So uh, I don't yeah.
0: I think even with whoever, if they can get a competent point guard, they're still a playoff team in my opinion.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, it's the East. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, especially if Kawhi leaves. <laughs> what if Vooch leaves? You know, like there's two teams right there that are knocked down a peg. Toronto yeah. might still be in there. But, yeah. For sure. So, they're not down and out. They still they still have a good foundation to build off of. It's just that from where they thought they were going to be to where they talked forever, talked themselves up, so much to now where they are is just so drastic that it's fun to laugh at them because they talk to such a big game. Which, you know, I understand why you guys laugh at Lakers fans too because they're doing the same thing right now. So,
1: yes, they are. I feel like there's more. Okay, the, the Anthony Davis 4 million trade kicker. Please don't get he just made that up in that
0: ruffles deal that he just made. Guess what? There's the so only many- athlete to ever make a chip deal. It was 4 million dollars, I bet.
1: uh, there's so many ways that they can get him $4 million. If you uh, if people honestly think that $4 million is going to hold up them getting a max free agent or not. Um, (laughs) by the way, I think I saw
0: somebody said that Kyrie Irving dropped his trade kicker so they could get Gordon Hayward.
1: Huh? I think think Kyrie's going to do it for Gordon Hayward. (laughs) Uh, I think, uh, yeah, there's ways to get him $4 million. I'm, I wouldn't be worried about that. And do you have
0: anything about Dwight Powell picking up his option? We've talked about it enough. I don't think there's anything Not, really yeah. there.
1: Not really. I mean, now it's official. Stein tweeted out, and you'll see the extension coming to play in July at some point and for you know a handful of years there. But, yeah, they love Dwight. He's going to be part of the team for a while. So
0: Quickly now to end. The Lakers are still trying to create a max cap slot cap oh, space. God. There was the David Lord article that was about how they could get to that $32.5 million or just a, a little bit under. Um the big deal with that whole thing and it was it's very complicated. There's so many different things. The big deal with that is you'd have to change the deal. You'd have to bring in a third team, which was the point from the beginning. You'd have to bring in yeah. a third team to be able to get to that 32 million. Uh, and they would have to send a, send away Mo Wagner, Jamario Jones, and Isaac Bonga. You'd have to send those guys away to be able to create that extra extra space. Uh, when the draft pick gets traded, as part of that too, there's, there's, it's, it is very complicated. I kind of just wish things would just happen. We just <laughs> there's so many ways yeah. that uh, things can go in different directions, and it all happens so fast that if you wait two days, it all just happens, and so you don't have to you know to try to figure it out. It's just sometimes that the cap stuff to me. It's just more work that doesn't really, you know, help. <laughs> you know, you're like just trying to work yourself into a, you know, I don't know, a, a tizzy with math. And when you can just wait a couple <laughs> days and it'll just figure itself out. Um, I guess it's, it's you, fun to try and figure it out. But w- do you have any interest in Wagner? I know you like Bonga, Jamario Jones. Let's say the, let's say the, uh, and the Lakers are trying to get second round picks so that they can uh, fill, out the roster. fill out the roster and do stuff. Thirty-seven for Wagner and Bonga. No, sorry. The one that's coming into my mentions a lot is thirty-seven for Wagner.
1: Yeah, uh, I think I deem about it tonight. I, I just know one. I think I just think that they can try to get somebody at thirty-seven that could that could be your wing version of Brunson. There's so many of those six-six to six-nine wings through that range that. I think one of those guys you could bring in, and like we just need wink depth. If you trade it for Mo Wagner, I mean, I think we I mean, were out on Mo he,
0: Wagner for, at 33 last year.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess he's okay, but now you're going to ask him to just ride the bench, and you're not going to play him over Maxi. You're not going to play him over Dwight. We'll play him together. I mean, <laughs> Maxi and Mo, the German bros.
0: Dirk's coming back, and uh, and if Maxi leaves, that's another German insurance. <laughs> that's what I actually did say that in the uh, the Locked On mock draft. I said bringing in Schroeder is German insurance in case Maxi leaves in free agency. We have to have one German. It's part of the CBA.
1: Hey, <laughs> Isaac Bonga is also German. So, hey. so you bring, just bring them all. Them all get in. Schroeder.
0: Go get B- Wagner and Bonga. Get them all.
1: I love. I do like like Bonga. I like him long term. I just don't know. Are
0: those all the Germans in the NBA? Those four <laughs> guys. I'm looking that
1: up. Um, but yeah, I just think right now Dallas needs these. Like we've talked about the how important it is that Brunson's so cheap. Uh, you know, so his contract so cheap, but he, cause he he's going to play like an integral part of the rotation. I think that that's important for whatever they do with this pick. So. I think there's guys out there that could be ready to play right now. And Isaac Bog, I don't think he fits that. He's more of a project that could pan out in the long term. But um, I'm just not that bi- a big of a fan of him and Wagner to give up that Admiral Schofield type of player that you could possibly get at 37.
0: Mm. I forgot about Daniel Tice and Paul Zipser.
1: Who Zipser might even be out of the league now. Oh yeah, he's he, overseas. He I
0: didn't think. play last year, so yeah. Just just Daniel Tice. Those are the on- those are the only five. Germans can we get them all i feel like those are all gettable guys yeah i feel like they are too gotta catch them all gotta catch them all gotta catch them all gotta catch them your your so you're out i think i would do i would do
1: 37 for wagner and bonga i would take it mm, that's nah, two shots best. and we like we like bonga i like him but i think he's just more of a project they need they need somebody to play now i also agree with that but and Wagner's just yeah, it's kind it of, he'd be a logjam at that point. Do you now, just, they lost do Max you just years, not want to like, help eh, the Lakers?
0: Maybe. Is that your is that your hold up?
1: It eh, probably plays a little bit. Let's say
0: it. Sacramento was like, Hey, we want to give you Wagner and Bonga for thirty seven. No. You still wouldn't do it. No, it didn't. I didn't. Because I feel like secretly it. deep down you just don't want to help the Lakers. And so you just and no. anything no, don't that don't would help the it. Lakers at all, you're just like if they're like, Hey, we'll give you Kuzma for thirty seven, you're like, No, I'm out. <laughs>
1: I'd do it for Kuzma. <laughs> I mean, I think I think other teams, you know, they'll they'll be possible pulling. T- it'll ha- it'll happen. It'll happen. I but...
0: feel like th- that that trade will happen. I wonder if that David Lord article really did spur, like, <laughs> because there's all those articles that said that Rob Blinka screwed up, and I wonder if he read that and is like, oh, it could still happen. <laughs> did I not screw up? <laughs> let me take let me take a minute from my reading of various novels and books and the Bible calling Heath Ledger.
1: Oh, Rob Polinka. your guy. Anything else happen today? I feel like it's like every day. There's something random and new. I feel like we missed something, but I think that, I think that was everything. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's everything. I mean, drafts into, well, you listen to us on Wednesday drafts tomorrow. Wow, so We'll get all brand new stuff on Wednesday. Probably oh new stuff gosh. will drop. I mean, a lot of the player, a lot of these player options, their deadlines next week. You know, twenty 29th, some of them's going on right now. So, yeah, I don't know how many of these players left that we have to choose for these options. I don't know Horford, you know, was a biggie and all that, but some of these, yeah, some of these free agents are starting to become. Daniel Russell situation is super wild to me. I just want to know. If they're gonna to have to renounce his rights and where, where he ends up is, I mean, it's unreal to try to predict that. Will we see Mike Conley move tomorrow? Uh, we could possibly see Mike Conley trade to Utah tomorrow um, on Wednesday. Oh. So, I think that we could see that happen by the draft. Go to Indiana. <laughs> what could David Griffin get for this fourth pick? It's gonna be you know wild. There's so much stuff that that could happen uh, between now and Thursday. I'm so ready for it. Kawhi could sober up by then. Marcus Gasol could sober up by then. I don't know if Marcus All ever will.
0: <laughs> I feel like we're gonna see a big, big slide from Marcus from Marc Gasol next year. Like his production is just gonna be way. It's gonna be like Dirk coming back from 2011.
1: How fast is he gonna opt into that last year?
0: I don't know. He could do like Al Horford yeah. just did.
1: Yeah, we don't know. I mean, if if Kawhi leaves, what that will look like, and can we agree that Kawhi is not going to the Lakers?
0: They just don't have the money for him. Kawhi wants Kawhi's getting a max deal. They don't have max
1: deal. Yeah, so he's
0: just just not. I mean, they could do like okay, you want to take a one and one? So let's do a one and one, and then we'll re-sign you next next year when we can give you the full. Thing mm-hmm. like that's that's, that's their weird. only shot. I feel like even if they do all this gymnastics, they have to convince a guy to take a little bit less one for one year, and then we'll give you the you know the four year deal next year. Which I don't know if they can convince somebody to do that, then cool. But I, I don't think they'll be able to get a guy straight up.
1: I saw somebody on Twitter today say that, <laughs> which is Twitter. Yeah, it's fine. i'm saying, "Hey, Hassan Whiteside will opt in." with the assumption that he's going to request a trade. Mike, I think Miami would beat you to the punch to that trade (laughs) request. I think they would love to trade you. Seriously. Um, Yeah. Wait, where would he go? I don't know. Charlotte? Sacramento. Go back. Sacramento. Where it all began. There's so many teams with with cap space. The Knicks is perfect.
0: Him and Mitchell Robinson just blocking everything.
1: I still think, yeah, I still think Nick should just sign KD and just tank another year and roll with RJ and all that and see what you have in some of these guys. Who's the next year guy? The, I don't know. Driver. I can't even focus on those drafts. <laughs> all right. Cole Anthony, baby. Let's go. Tar Heel Cole Anthony.
0: All right. Let's take a quick break. And by quick, I mean a 23 hour Quick break. 23 hour break. And we'll be back tomorrow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I'm like, what? Why are we taking a
0: break this late in the pod? We're doing a uh, around the horn style 23 hour break, and we'll be back tomorrow. Man, everything's just happening, and it actually nothing really happened today if you think about it.
1: No, okay. but. It- it could. I guess. I soon. guess
0: Harrison Barnes declining his option, but I feel like that was still like he's thinking he's going to do it eventually. But nothing well, really uh, actually happened today.
1: I mean, the Horford was. The Horford was the bigger news. Did he actually and-
0: decline his deal though? Did he officially decline it, or is he in- is he expected to do it? Because if he's expected, then still nothing happened. Yeah, but <laughs> physically, not. I mean, even with the Anthony were- Davis trade, nothing physically happened yet.
1: When Woj and them gets involved, and that it's hey, he's looking elsewhere. That and Stein saying that he has a four year hundred, like it does make you wonder what you know what team is on the board for that. You know, like what what other team across the league is going to hand Horford a hundred million dollars? Sac- the Lakers, Sacramento. Okay, I mean, I guess he would go there. I, mean, I
0: don't know. I don't know if like I don't would, know the, if he would, but that's who it would probably offer. It's who's probably there. Would
1: the Lakers do that with Anthony Davis? Would they should. Indiana? Would Indiana do it with Sabonis and Turner? I don't know. Like, I mean, is that oh, what? What are you even? Is he? it is going to go to a team like a Chicago or any of those guys? Probably not. So then you look across and say, okay, you have Dallas. The teams with that teams
0: with that amount of space, let's say like the twenty five, if he wants to just do the straight up like yeah. twenty five. Uh Atlanta is just under that. Boston, Dallas, Utah, Indiana, Brooklyn, the Clippers, the Sacramento Kings, and the Knicks. Clippers, I feel like, are the Dark Horse one. Clippers and Kings.
1: Okay. Brooklyn would be interesting too with Jared Allen. Yep. If you play the four some. But yeah, the Clippers is the big one. <laughs> He <laughs> can't go to Brooklyn. What? It'll
0: just be Kyrie and Horford in Brooklyn.
1: Okay, shit. Never mind. I don't think. I don't that. know
0: if they had a problem with each other. It'd just be too funny. <laughs>
1: uh, but yeah, the Clippers trade one. All of that's our
0: pieces for the Nets pieces.
1: <laughs> if you're the Clippers, would you rather have Gallo or Horford? Uh, Horford. Yeah, I would. Gallo's too. expiring, but. Is there a way in which we're going to get
0: Horford and somebody
1: else? Is there a way in which you could get Kawhi and Horford without making any trades? I
0: feel like that's the—I don't think without a trade because they okay—they have fifty-two point nine right now. Okay, there you go. You can't do both. Uh, Kawhi's like thirty-two point. Kawhi's that thirty-two point five level. Also, the other thing about all of this—and I thought about this today. We don't even know what the real cap is. The cap could still go up a couple million. Yeah, that's true. We have to wait till all the revenue comes in from the the playoffs. They have to.
1: Okay, so you basically you probably would have to trade Gallo because you basically need like sixty million. Let's just say that if it's twenty five and thirty two, you need, you need fifty. Like, let's see if it's seven. Fifty eight. Thirty two
0: plus twenty five. You need. You need, need uh, fifty eight point five. Fifty seven point five. Someone's yelling at me.
1: Yeah, so I mean at that point the only other contract if you're looking at Lou and Montrose Harrell, you're not getting rid of those. Uh Shea, nope. Jer- Jerome Robinson's probably not going to get you there. He's at three point five. So Um Yeah, I mean I think it I think at that point they'd offload Gallinari. If there's a world in which you could have Kawhi Horford bring back Pat Beverly with Lou Williams, Harrell, S G A That's scary. At
0: that point with, with- Al Horford, you do the thing that we were just talking about. Hey, can you take 23 this year and we'll, you know, do 27 the next year or something?
1: That's true. Does he have any ties with Doc Rivers?
0: Atlanta, Hmm. Dominican. Trying to think.
1: I don't know. I don't think so. Either way, Al Horford's a really good player. I like him on the Mavs and we'll see where he goes. Brogdon or Horford, you have to choose one. Oh, Brogdon. Same. All
0: right, guys. I freaking love Brogdon. We'll be back in 23 hours. Join us again as more crazy things will happen. Unless
1: something crazy drops, and then we have to do emergency pod. Which we love. If we don't get to do emergency oh. pod sometime in the next two weeks, I'm going to be pissed because – Okay, but
0: we still we got to do our emergency pod in February. We actually did three. That's... We did <laughs>
1: – That Porzingis emergency pod, oh, uh, we'll, so we'll go down and uh, tape that in it parking garage at my son one of my son's checkups (laughs) (laughs) and uh that was the pod in which we did a crazy amount of dallas it was great guys thanks so much for listening to lockdown maps peace out Boom. boom